there were some things that ag teachers needed to be educated on and they needed to learn a little bit more about so they could in turn um, make their students better at 21st century skills. Welcome to Al Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers podcast. We are your agricultural education resource across the web, sharing research-based tips and tackling the tough questions facing agriculture teachers every day. The Al Pellets crew is Kate Shoulders, Marshall Baker, Mike Ritalik, and Brian Myers. Well, hello, Al Pellets. We are glad to have with us today Kaisa Weeks and Becky Lover here on Al Pellets with us. Welcome. It's nice to be here. So to get us started off here a little bit, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll go in to talk about the topic for the day. Um, I'm Becky Lover. I'm an associate professor at Utah State University and currently serving as interim department head and worked with Kaisa on her research project a couple years ago. I'm Kaisa Weeks. I am the agriculture teacher at Whitehall High School in Whitehall, Arkansas. I got my master's with Dr. Lover at Utah State and a bachelor's at Arkansas Tech. This is my second year teaching. Fantastic. Well, we're really glad to have both of you here with us, but Kaisa, to be honest, we're really happy to have you here. We're glad to have Ag Teacher with us. We enjoy having Becky here as well, but, you know, we've seen Becky before and she's fantastic, but, you know, really love to talk to folks that are actually doing stuff. We know us university types, you know, who knows? Um, <laughs> So tell us a little bit about what we're going to be talking to, talking about today. So when I was um, when I was looking for a thesis research project, I really wanted it to be something that was going to make an impact in my future classroom. And so I started thinking about things that would really have an impact on my students. We started looking at 21st century skills where we researched a few different skills like critical thinking, communication, technology literacy. And when we just found that there were some things that ag teachers needed to be educated on and they needed to learn a little bit more about so they could in turn um, make their students better at 21st century skills. That's terrific. So, uh, so the focus is a little bit on 21st century skills. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you tried to do to unpack and learn a little bit more about 21st century skills. So what we did is we wanted to look at um, ag teachers in general, see how they the skills that they had, um, but also how comfortable they felt teaching them and how important they felt they were for their students to learn. So what we did is we just looked at um, a group of teachers nationwide. We found that obviously the ag teachers felt that 21st century skills were very important. It was something that they saw a lot of value bringing into their classroom. They understood how important it was for their students to have these skills and to be able to use them as they graduate high school and choose their future career. Um, the one thing that we found is that there were a few areas such as critical thinking where teachers needed a little bit of help to be able to learn how to actually inform their students how to do those skills. So when we think about that, that help that teachers need, what do, they, what do they see in their students where they say, hey, I really need to spend more time thinking about critical thinking or this is, this is something I don't see in my students where I know I need to spend more time in this skill. Dr. Lover, do you have a good answer for that? <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that um, one of the things, and, and this might date uh, Brian and Mike and I a little bit, when I looked at what do teachers need or what help do they need and, and how can they identify 
um, helping students, you know, use systems thinking or become uh, better at deductive or inductive reasoning or whatever that is. I went back to that Lowell Hedges 1996. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that, but it's like 40 some lessons on critical thinking and problem solving and that uh, fork road and possibilities factors stuff. And I started to incorporate that in the undergraduate program just to give students um, options on what they can take to their classroom that they can infuse that they already that already exists, right? It's some of those uh, conventional ways to help students become critical thinkers. I think that's great. You know, we talk about this and, and I was saying the same thing. I mean, we go back to these reports for years and what we always say, we need to do more critical thinking. We need to know more, more about this. And so is the idea that we're just really bad at teaching this or is the thing that it, critical thinking is such a great important skill that it continues to evolve and we need more and more of it all the time? I think I know the answer to that, but what do y'all think? I definitely think that it's, it just continues to evolve. We are constantly needing to think in different ways and that's something that I see in my classroom for sure. Um, when I was a high school ag student, we didn't have CNC technology. We didn't have the big fancy plasma cutter and the big routers and we weren't learning the programming and engineering that goes behind that. But now in my program, that's something that I get to teach students. And so that's a perfect example of how it is constantly changing. We constantly have to be better at critical thinking based on what is present in our time. Yeah, and I, and I think if we want to get a little bit more innovative, uh, maybe we need to take a page from some of our career and tech ed colleagues in engineering and technology and maybe incorporate things like design thinking where students get to go through that iterative process and come up with ideas or prototype something and test things. And, and I think that's something that Kaisa is doing in her classroom. I think that's a question that I had, Kaisa, is um, second year teacher, you, you did this work on uh, 21st century skills. How did that what was that transition like for you as a teacher and, and thinking about the importance in your ability and your knowledge from, from doing this work to moving it towards practice? And uh, how, did, how did that correlate with uh, your life experiences as a teacher? Well, um, that's actually something that, you know, I thought about when I was doing this research is what is going to impact my future classroom and what's gonna help me be a better teacher when I do land in the classroom. And so it was something that seeing the research done and seeing how important teachers felt um, that 21st century skills were, I was able to incorporate into that into my classroom just because it's something that I had researched so much, something I knew so much about. But I've been able to incorporate it um, in the different pathways that I teach, whether that be my ag mechanics classes where we do a ton of critical thinking and problem solving, um, or even all the way down to natural resources where I make them answer the hard why questions rather than just memorizing information. And so it's been just a mind shift of rather than having students take multiple choice tests to let me know the knowledge that they've learned, it's asking them the why questions. And so they dig deeper and they're actually applying that information that they learned in a way that they'll remember rather than just memorization for a test. It sounds like, I don't have, I don't have a good question for this, but it sounds a lot, and this kind of goes back to something Becky said, as far as like these, these things already exist, you know, people 
have the capacity to think critically. They have the capacity to communicate. They have the capacity to integrate tech. So is, is there some additional challenge for teachers in teaching or harnessing or bringing out these things that already exist in students? And maybe what, is that, what does that look like? So you say harnessing, and I think that that is a really good way to say it. Because one thing I found is that it's not that students aren't good at technology literacy or critical thinking or communication. It's that those students, they don't realize that those are the things they're learning. And so they're not able to communicate those, whether that be on college applications or in job interviews. They don't realize that in these ag classes, they've learned to be good communicators. They don't realize that they've actually became pretty good at critical thinking because it's not something that they've learn to be able to explain. And so I think that's something that we need to work on is helping our students to understand the skills that they possess and the skills they've learned in ag classes and how they can actually transition that over into their future career. So if they have those skills, that's great. But they've got to be able to communicate about the fact that they do have those skills and harness those skills and actually use them. So I think it's that's really, and I think, I guess I was just going to share, that's really insightful for a second year teacher to be able to kind of really capture that and, and think about, for, for me, as I was thinking about this was the intentionality. We have to be intentional when we teach these and not only focus on the content, um, our agriculture content that we're teaching, but also these professional skills. And I think we have a great model in Ag Ed with the three components to really build in and provide that enrichment experience for uh, 21st century skills, as well as content and abilities and, 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 and that knowledge piece. So I, I really appreciate the, the fact that you talk about that uh, and, and think about um, probably even building that reflective practice that, that uh, individuals need so that they can communicate that on scholarships and with employers and, and create that lifelong learning skill of just being able to um, self-monitor themselves and be able to grow and learn and know what they need to learn next because they can do that for themselves and not wait for someone else to, to share that. So, Yeah, I, I think a little bit about um, group work and how much students love group work. They don't, right? They don't really understand the purpose of it, yeah. but really it's to tap into that communication and collaboration piece of 21st century skills. So as, as teachers, I think it's it's uh, helping, like just like Kaisa said, helping students understand the why behind why you're doing something as a teacher. I'm not just putting you in a group to do this group project. It's to help you visit with each other and develop the communication skills that you need and to listen effectively to each other and um, you know, demonstrate how you can work in a team that might be diverse and be respectful of each other. So there's a lot more that I think, it's just that thought and that reflective practice, Mike, that you mentioned that uh, I think is key to, to making sure that um, we infuse these into what we're already doing. I think it's important that we're upfront with our students. Like you said, when we're talking about group work um, and the stigma of one kid doing the work and everybody else kind of just riding that train. but. That's something that I always do in my classroom. I'm very upfront with them. We're gonna work in this group, but there's a purpose behind it, or we're working on this project in the shop. I'm gonna give you the final project, but I'm not gonna give you the step-by-step -step plan because I want you to be able to think critically and make that plan yourself. Think about all the different components that you have to have. And initially, when you first start that kind of thing, they get frustrated. That's not something that they're used to. 
They want you to tell them the answer. They want you to tell them how to get there step by step, how to cut this two by four and be done with it. Um, but when you show them the picnic table that you want them to complete or the birdhouse you want them to complete and make them figure out how to get there, even if that's looking up steps on the internet, that's when they're really learning. But in the beginning, it's challenging for them because it, it's frustrating. That's not something they're used to. And so it's really interesting to see, especially over the course of an entire year, how they grow. They're initially, they just want you to take them from point A to point B. By the end of the semester, the end of the year, they're asking more questions. They're getting more involved because I've taught them to be able to do that rather than just giving them the answers so they can complete the assignment or complete the project. Well, I'm glad when you were talking about group work and the problems with it, you weren't talking about owl pellets, of course, because I ride the coattails of everybody else. <laughs> I, I will add that uh, this is a, I validated this uh, uh, study um, with the fact that uh, our egg teachers said that all of these skills were important. Um, I know we as egg teachers probably are pretty common, uh, will say that everything's important and it's hard for us to differentiate and, and say that, uh, no, this isn't important, we shouldn't be teaching it. So the fact that the teachers all said it was important probably means that uh, you got you got a hold of the right teachers as they were responding. Yeah, that was something that I found. Oh, you go ahead. No, I think one of the, the big thing is, is now what do we do? How do we help teachers like yourself really highlight and help the students know the skills they're learning? Because I, I would argue, and, and we're talking here, we're probably doing a lot of these things already in our school-based ag ed programs, but the teachers may not know they're, know they're doing it. And if, even if the teachers know they're doing it, the students don't know it's being done to them or with them. So how do we help make sure everybody understands what's happening and be able to communicate that they're building these skill sets in their school-based ag ed programs, through their coursework, through SAEs, through FFA, all those sort of things. So what can we do to help that out? I think it all goes back to communication, right? Um, communication from the teachers to the students, the students to the teachers. Um, but I think the biggest thing in I know some teachers moan and groan about this. However, I'm a nerd and I love professional development. Um, I think that, that and it's, it's not teaching teachers to have these skills. Like you said, these are things we already teach in Ag Ed. We are very hands-on. Our kids have to problem solve, but it's professional development that encourages, encourages our teachers to understand how to be very direct with it and be very upfront to, I guess, communicate with the students that this is what they're learning and this is why they're learning it. This is how it can impact them in the future. So I guess my answer for that would be professional development on, not necessarily on the 21st century skills, but how to get the message across to students that those are important. Yeah, I would wonder if it's sometime, you know, maybe during a review or a summary of a lesson, we go back and be explicit about, okay, remember doing this? This is the skills we were trying to do and, and taking that, five, 10, 15 minutes at the end of a, of a unit or a lesson to try to be explicit about that, which, I mean, we're, I, I understand we are so crammed for time. When you sit here and you think, oh man, I got to plan 180 days of instruction. That takes forever. But by the time you get all the school assemblies, fire drills and everything else that goes on, uh, that gets really shrunk down. But I, I think you're right. If we could just uh, take that time to be explicit, to help them understand and reflect upon the learning they did, it's going to help them and help us uh, later on doing that. And that's just a, a matter of us as teachers making time to make those things happen. 
what 100% goes back to what she said before, just that realization. It's not just the realization for students that they're doing it, it's the realization for teachers that they're doing it. And just if we have to, like the act of realizing that we're doing it, it might, might even just be that first step. Yeah, it's important for us to just let the students know that this is what they're learning and for teachers to communicate with that with them because it is so important when they go to search for a job, whether that be right after high school or in college, and their employer asks them, you know, their, their strengths and weaknesses, that they're able to communicate that they are good at the, these things. And if it's not something that we've ingrained in them, you know, as ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th graders, and it's not something that they're going to magically understand when they graduate and walk across the stage. Well, I think it's a good way to wrap up this whole conversation. Thank you so much for doing this because I, I, I think the idea here is we can fall as ag teachers. We can say, well, we've always done that in ag ed and we've always taught these skills. But if the students don't know they have those skills or aren't able to explain that they have those skills, have we really done it? Have we really uh, helped them to, to gain that? Because like you said, they have to be able to know they have that skill set, when to apply it, to be able to communicate that with others. So thank you so much for sharing this outstanding workforce. It's a great reminder uh, for all of us to make sure that we're being intentional and explicit in, the, in, the, in these skills and making sure we help our learners know that they're gaining these skills and the work they're doing. And it's not just to justify the fact that we put them in groups or you got somebody like me that rides the coattails or everybody else in your group. That, that's, that's teaching you a life skill as well. And Mike is really learning that skill how to deal with working with me on a regular basis. So it's, it's a good life lesson that we're, we're teaching him through our pellets. So uh, Becky, okay, so thank you so much for being with us here today and really appreciate you being here with us on our pellets. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of our pellets. Please visit our website for more information on this topic and to learn more about all of our guests. Socialize with us by following our pellets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can join the conversation by adding your thoughts in the comments and sharing the podcast with others. So for Kate, Marshall, and Mike, this is Brian here by the Owl Pellet saying thank you and we'll look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Owl Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers.